Hey sis, it's the summer and that means more cookouts, date nights, girls trips, and overall enjoyment. What that does not mean is that we should slack on our nutritional needs, gut health, and supporting our immune systems. That's why we need to keep our physical wellness as much a priority as our social wellness by taking one scoop of Athletic Greens every day. One tasty scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more that all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in our diets, increase energy and focus, aid with digestion, and support a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products or pills. Listen, I used to take a handful of supplements and I am no longer about that life because who has the time? And it's lifestyle friendly. So whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it just fits. And right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting our immune system during these times. And they're offering a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. If you simply visit www.athleticgreens.com slash bewellsis. So basically, you'll never have to buy vitamin D again. I don't care how much sun you get, you always have to supplement your vitamin D. So to redeem your offer, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash bewellsis. Again, to get a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs, visit athleticgreens.com slash bewellsis. Too often, Black women are a mere afterthought in conversations around wellness, but not in this space. On this podcast, the dialogue is always centered around women like you. Welcome to the podcast, but more importantly, welcome to the tribe. Be well, sis. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Be Well, Sis podcast. I am your host, Cassandra Dunbar. How are you doing, sis? How has life been treating you? But most importantly, how have you been treating yourself? Um, me? Okay, can I be honest? So I took a listen to the past episode, and which I normally never do. I normally just release and keep it pushing, never listen to it again. But I took a listen to the last episode for whatever reason, and I sounded how I felt, drained and tired. And I didn't like that. I feel like the conversations are usually lively because I can feed off the energy of my guests, but when it's just me alone recording my intros, it's really hard to fake the funk. The truth is, one of the reasons I've been finding it difficult to show up the way I'd planned is because I'm drained. For the past two years, there has been a significant event or trauma to navigate every like four to six months. And it's like before I and we really get the chance to process what's happening in this country and this world, there's a whole new wound. And frankly, I'm tired and I know I'm not alone. Um, not only am I tired, I'm, I'm running out of ways to really cope. You know, the name of the podcast is Be Well, Sis. And even though I've made strides in my, my journey, I'm finding it increasingly difficult to be well in a place that's so tumultuous. And I'm telling you this because I really value you as my tribe and respect your time and your listenership. And I just don't want you to feel like I just keep leaving you hanging. And also, I I get a feeling that I'm not alone. And when it comes to these feelings, if you feel similarly, just know that I see you and I feel you. And as things become increasingly complicated, it's really important to tap into yourself, to stay connected with your community and to learn when to unplug and to actively seek joy. 
we shouldn't wait for special occasions, you know, like not birthdays or holidays or when you've earned something in quotes. It's your divine right to not only to rest, but to do things that are actually pleasurable and pleasing to you. So today's episode is a serious topic, but I just really wouldn't feel right if we didn't address the elephant in the room, which is the threat to bodily autonomy in this country um, post the overturning of Roe v. Wade by the U.S. Supreme Court. And the actual conversation was recorded before the decision came through, but we collectively got the heads up when the documents were leaked back in May. So before we hop into the conversation with Cynthia, who is the co-founder of a company called Styx, here is some food for thought regarding the implications of this ruling. Number one, abortion is health care. While childbirth is natural, it's incredibly dangerous. It is especially dangerous in America, who leads the pack for maternal mortality of the industrialized countries, and then even more dangerous for Black women birthing in this country, who are at least three times more likely to die during childbirth compared to our peers. Number two, Roe v. Wade has dire implications on HIPAA, which is patient privacy. So, in other words, in a state that has outlawed abortion, HIPAA wouldn't necessarily keep the records of the procedure from being used as evidence against the patient or the client in court. Number three, Roe v. Wade has implications on fertility. Trigger laws can go into effect immediately that recognize an embryo as a person. And if a fertilized egg is considered a person, anti-abortion laws can make it illegal to discard those embryos. When IVF or in vitro fertilization is practiced, the procedure typically involves stimulating and extracting and then fertilizing as many eggs as possible to create as many healthy embryos as possible. During the process of IVF, about 60% of fertilized eggs successfully develop into an embryo. So it's possible that some states that have bans on abortion may also restrict how many eggs can be fertilized at once so that embryos are not discarded. Lastly, I want to emphasize that the most marginalized among us will be the most impacted. So with that said, let's hop into the convo with Cynthia, who is a co-founder of a wellness and reproductive health company that provides a convenient, discreet, and judgment-free way to get the products you need at Styx. At Styx, they've taken things a bit further by starting a donation bank for their emergency contraceptive called Restart. And they say, at Styx, we believe every person should have the ability to make decisions about their own body. With reproductive rights um, lost for millions across the country, we're on a mission to make emergency contraception more accessible, convenient, and judgment-free. To address inequities in reproductive care, we've provided over 7,000 free doses of Restart, which is their morning after pill. Powered by the Restart Donation Bank, anyone who otherwise wouldn't have access to get essential reproductive care when it's needed most. Here's what you can do. Firstly, you can buy Restart for use now or to save later. Number two, you can get on the wait list to request a free dose of Restart if the cost is not in your budget. And number three, you can donate to the Restart Donation Bank to provide emergency contraception to someone in need. The link is below in the show notes, or you can visit getsticks.co to learn more. So without further ado, let's hop into the conversation with Cynthia, 
who shares, among so many other things, the embarrassing but very relatable story that led her to start Sticks. Her thoughts on the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Again, note that this was recorded before the news actually came through, that it was official. We also talked about bodily autonomy and so much more. Thank you so, so much for joining. I am so, so glad you're here. Be well, sis. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Oh, um, so I really want to talk about Sticks um, to start off and why you launched this company. Yeah, so my co-founder, Jamie, and I started Sticks after having these terrible experiences with products ourselves. We were confused. Uh, we were embarrassed. Overall, it was just this bad experience. It's just an insane story that I often tell about. Um, this one time I was buying a pregnancy test and I ran into my boyfriend's mom, which is about as bad as it gets. Um, oh and we just were really fed up with having these experiences and decided we wanted to create something better. Mm-hmm. I hear you. When you said that, that kind of reminded me of um, one time buying a plan, uh, plan B. Um, and I didn't know the person working at the pharmacy, but I felt like she was making me repeat myself several times. I couldn't access it myself. So she has to like yeah. go get it. And I was like around like what, like 19. And I was just like, all right, I already don't want to be here. I'm already uncomfortable. I'm in my town's um, uh, pharmacy. Like, let's not make this hard. It needs to be like, I'm pointing to the one thing behind you, ma'am. It's like, stop. <laughs> yeah, she knew. She knew exactly. exactly what you were looking for. Just playing yeah. with me. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. And that, I mean, these experiences are so universal. Like everybody I talk to has some version of the same story. Um, Jamie once had a UTI that got so out of hand that she fainted on this mountain in Mexico. Like wow. everybody has had horror stories because we're never given opportunities to own and control and learn about our health. And ultimately that's what we're here to do at Sticks. We really think about empowering confident health decisions and giving you all the tools and products and education that you need to manage your own health. And I love that. And um, it's so important that we know about these things. And it's unfortunate that we really go into adulthood not really knowing much about our bodies, how they work. Um, and th- yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of yeah, shit information on the, on the internet too. So it's a lot of you have to decipher and wade through a lot of garbage to get through actual. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of garbage. There's a lot of garbage that masquerades and as not garbage too. It's scary out there. And then let alone like the products, like the amount of vaginal douches and vaginal washes and vaginal steaming products that exist out there that we do not need yep. is like scary. Yeah. Scary. And, and, you know, since we're children, they, they peddle these things towards us. So I remember as uh, a young girl, like when I was first getting my period, like I remember seeing like the Vagicils and all of those who are like saying that your, your vagina just smell like flowers. I'm just like, well, mine doesn't. So I, I must need no. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, a hundred percent. And the truth is like, we need to be armed with all the information we possibly can about our bodies and what they need in order to take as best care of ourselves as we possibly can. Yeah, for sure. Um, I kind of want to circle back to running into your boyfriend's mom with her success. <laughs> How'd that go? Yes. How'd that end up? <laughs> okay. Um, well, I handled it like the mature, responsible adult I am. So we made eye contact and I ran. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're still together today. In fact, she's like working just down in a room opposite me. We've been together a long time. It all worked out okay. I got a sticks baby and not a baby baby out of it. So that's pretty good. <laughs> nice. Um, did she bring it up? Like, like oh, semi yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, uh, she was like excited. It was, it was. Yeah. Gotcha. I was oh, not pregnant. Man. Thank goodness. But right. yeah, it was bad. <laughs> my goodness um so I kind of want to switch gears a little bit and talk about um the likely overturning of Roe v. Wade um and all of that all the implications that that may bring um so yeah. big picture what are your thoughts on it all <laughs> uh bad yeah my thoughts are bad right it's um if we ever thought it was scary before the lack of access and predatory products, we have entered this new dangerous phase of what it means to be a woman in this country or, or any person with the uterus or really any person, because we're talking about 13 states right away, ultimately likely 26 and up to 31 different states where access to critical health care is falling out from under our feet. Yeah. Um, it's really, it's, it's scary. It's scary that our state, our country doesn't, our government doesn't protect us. Um, I'm, I'm honestly at a loss of words. And I talk about this all day, every day, but mm -hmm. to try to sum up how I feel big picture, like I, I only have, I only have tears to say yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Healthcare. People try to make <sighs> abortion its own thing, but it is absolutely healthcare. Um, when people get like caught up in like the religious undertones and underpinnings and whatever, um, we forget that there is an actual person who's going through bodily changes that they may not be ready for, may, their body may not be ready for, all types of things that come into um, possible pregnancy, yeah, right? Um, yeah, it is, it is absolutely healthcare and you don't need any specific reason to have an abortion. Yeah. And there are some people, I think you said that so beautifully, they might not be ready or their bodies might not be ready. And for whatever reason, this is necessary. It's not a decision that any of us want to make, but we get to make it ourselves. And yes. the fact that more than half the women in this country soon won't be able to do that, it's really scary. Yeah, very much so. And I, and I think about, um, we are currently right now the Black maternal health crisis. Like Black women are dying during childbirth at a ridiculous rate. Um, even outside of that, the America has the worst maternal outcomes of the industrialized nations yep. anyway. So I, I just don't understand it. Um, to say that you are pro-life, but you do not care about the lives that are, are physically on this earth is just incredible, to say the least. Or, you know, have any social programs that support a baby once it's born in any yep. possible way, or, yep. you know, not to get it so political, but let's talk about gun control, so, right? Like, all of it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, and at the end of the day, like, we all deserve to have body autonomy mm -hmm. we all deserve to have that power over our body the same reason men can go out and, or anyone with the penis can go out and buy viagra they get mm -hmm. to control their own bodies 
we should get to control ours too. And whatever you believe, it, there's nothing wrong with any beliefs, but they're your own and your own to have and impose on yourself yep. and not anybody else. And I think when we think about the overturning of Roe, it's so, something I get caught up in all the time is like what this means. Like I, I have so much privilege for so many reasons. I am a white woman in this country and that comes with immense privilege. I live in a um, big city that is like generally liberal and close to a lot of other liberal states. So I will be able to have access to all these things that I need. But mm -hmm. when we talk about the impact of Roe, it is largely gonna impact communities of color, mm -hmm. largely impact places where this kinds of care and accessibility and movement for care is so totally different. So yeah, yeah, uh, agreed. Um, yeah. And I, I was just thinking, I forget what you just said, but made me think about how um, I was reading an article the other day about how the there was state funding or federal funding for, um, I guess, feeding children during the summer months when schools are out. A lot of kids, unfortunately, yeah. get their three or their two square meals from school and they lose that during yeah. the summertime and that funding is being taken away. And it's just like, I just don't get it. Um, I just don't get it. Um, but going back to autonomy, yeah. I think some of us don't even yeah. know what, what does autonomy even mean for those who may not know what does that entail exactly? Okay, first of all, I should probably like pull up a Webster's Dictionary situation <laughs> to get the actual definition. But I can tell you what body autonomy, at least what it means to me, which is that each individual gets has the ability to control their own body. You get to decide what you eat and the medicines that you take and how you care for yourself and make your own decisions about healthcare. Yeah, I love that. And I think it starts, um, it should start early, you know? It shouldn't be that we come into adulthood and now we have to learn what this is and make these decisions. I think it's important for those who have children to teach your children from very small autonomy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. And I think, again, not to like bring everything back to this mission that I talked about in the beginning, but this idea of empowering confident health decisions, education is the most important thing that we can do to take control over our bodies. That's it. But in this country, not to, again, go back there, but one in four states don't even require sex ed to be medically accurate. What? Yes. It's insane. Not alone, not, not even including abstinence-only education or not being able to teach about HIV in a sex ed class. One in four, not medically accurate. That's scary. And that also means that we have the responsibility and the duty to educate ourselves and those around us, especially if you have kids. Yes, yes. In a very crowded beauty market, Black women continue to struggle to find products and resources that fit their unique skincare needs. Black skin is different. Our melanocytes, which are melanin-producing cells, are larger and easier to trigger. That means as Black women, we are only one pimple away from hyperpigmentation. Bolden simplifies the beauty experience by making products that work well on Black skin. They'll help you establish and turn your beauty routine into a habit. The result is beautiful skin that seems effortless. Shop Bolden on their website at boldenusa.com, Amazon, or Walmart. I'm stuck. Does it have to be medically accurate? What does that even mean? Just freestyle, just say whatever. Is it, yeah. Oh, freestyle is the best way I've ever heard of that being described. 
Yeah, it means anybody can up there can get up there and say anything. That's my dangerous. Goodness. Very, my gosh. Oh, um, but one thing I do want to um, kind of touch off, it, touch on is what you guys at Six are doing um, right now. The Restart Donation yeah. Bank sounds incredible. Let's talk about it. Thank you. Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's probably pretty obvious from this conversation we're having right now. The world can feel like a really dark place right now. Um, and I feel really lucky to be able to take action and build this real solution. So at Sticks, I don't even think we talked that much about what we do here, but we offer products and education for vaginal and reproductive health. So that means products like pregnancy tests and for UTIs and for yeast infections. And in a week and a half, we're going to be launching a morning after pill that's available over the counter without a subscription, without a prescription. You can just go online and get it right away. Um, and that's called Restart. But as a part of that, we have created the Restart Donation Bank where anybody can come and fund into this monetary pool of Restart doses. And then on the flip side, anybody can come to us, say they need Restart and can't afford it and no questions asked, we'll ship it out to them. And as of this morning, we are at $75,000 in donations. Yay, that's incredible. Um, and yeah. I love that you guys have taken the initiative to do something for the collective because unfortunately our government just left us hanging, right? So I think in yeah. order for real change to happen is organizations like yours have to come together and we just have to, you know, pour into those resources that way we all can be protected. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. Yeah, super, Yeah, super absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's also, it was important to ask, to us as we think about launching Restart and the donation bank to think about something that is gonna be protected even after the road decision is official, which we're expecting to happen later this month. So the morning after pill, emergency contraceptive, lots of different names for it, but um, it is it all happens pre-fertilization. So it actually prevents pregnancy from happening before it ever has the chance to. So even after Roe v. Wade, even after there's abortion bans that sweep the country and trigger laws that ultimately go into effect, you'll still, no matter where you are in this country, be able to buy Restart. Oh, that's great. And I'm happy that you mentioned that because I didn't realize that caveat. So that's awesome. Um, and, you know, a lot of people don't even know how these things work. So I'm happy that you mentioned that. So those who may be listening who yes. are not sure know like that is how it works. So that's awesome. Yeah, not an abortion, prevent pregnancy before it happens. Tell all your friends. Yes, yes. <laughs> One thing that I do think about is will this be like a slippery slope if um, Roe v. Wade is officially overturned? Will they then say, well, no contraception? You know what I mean? Eventually. Um, it's, yeah. It's scary to think about this is just the start of a devastating gut of human rights in this country. Um, the Roe v. Wade precedent in some ways set the stage for um, um, like a lot of gay marriage legislation that happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To your point about access to IUDs, access to emergency contraceptives, who knows where things will take us, but my, maybe it's a glass half full view of things. I really hope that and believe that as long as we can organize, mm -hmm. create things like the donation bank, have conversations like this, vote in our elections. I do think we're a, we really can stop this gutting 
Yeah. At least yeah. from going too far. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, when people, and, I, and I'm going to say I'm people, um, mm-hmm. at one point I would be like, you know, everything is politics, 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 and it literally, everything is politics, you know, when people say, oh, let's not get political. No, we have to, because it, it impacts our everyday life, you know? Um, yeah. One thing that I'm working on is being more <laughs> active in my local elections. Um, I, I see the things like go up and it's like a trigger, like, okay, I need to like read up on who's running for what, what's happening in my, just in my city. Cause those things matter too. I think a lot of us have been um, oh like just let down by the last few years, like we'll say five, six years, <laughs> <laughs> how things yeah. have been going. Not to, not to name a start that was right. 16, but they're right. fine. <laughs> exactly right um but it's important that we realize that not only does of course the federal level is important the presidential level is important but you know what's happening in our cities and in our states and our counties also really impacts our every single day so I'm happy that you mentioned to vote yeah yeah vote always vote often vote early yeah Yeah. absolutely yes our political system can oftentimes let us down but we really do have the power to change that and not even just by voting but by being conscious about our time and our money because ultimately that's the most important resource we have yes absolutely absolutely um i kind of want to switch gears a little bit and talk about your offering let's do it um um, yeah. I tried some of your products that I'm, I love. The one that sticks out to me the most is the pH strips because I knew you were going to say that. I felt it. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let's talk about it. So there are some, you have some awesome pH strips that kind of let us know what's happening. So I'll let you yep. take it away. <laughs> yeah. That is part of my current favorite product offering that we have, which is all of our really like vaginal health products around yeast infection and BV. So we, you all from home can test, treat and prevent a yeast infection. And those pH strips, it basically helps you understand the pH level. So how, if you remember from your, I don't know, chemistry class, acidic or basic your vagina is at that moment. And that can help you understand what sort of infection you might have going on. Is it fungal or yeast infection or bacterial and BV? And based on that, you're able to treat it correctly. Yeah. Um, And I I think it's super important. It kind of goes back to the the lack of education around our bodies, Mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of us don't know that we keep hearing, okay, the product needs to be pH balanced, but what does that mean? So our vaginas are more acidic than the rest of our bodies. They need to be, it needs to be acidic in order to maintain the healthy Mm -hmm. flora. So I love that the pH strips, like let us know what's happening down there and how to then appropriately treat it moving forward. So very, very exactly. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love information. So I feel like it's been really fun for me as we continue to launch all these different diagnostic tests. Cause I don't know if you use our ovulation tests, but they're, I think they're also really fun. It's like, Oh, it's going on my body. I don't, I can't see what my ovaries are doing, but this will kind of show me. So yeah. I think that's a fun one too. I'm going to use that one next. I'm going to try that one next. I'm oh, trying- good. So I, you know, I'm going to overshare, but my period has not been cooperating. It has not been um, consistent. So I was was doing so good for so, like, (laughs) I had a good year where I had, like, every month I got it, like, clockwork. And then the past few months, I've, I don't know what's going on. Um, 
So I need to figure out like, am I even ovulating at this point though? So I'm gonna give it a try to to figure out some things. Yeah. Okay, yes. good. Good, good, good. Let me know if you need any more. We can send them your way. <laughs> Thank you. So we kind of touch on how just how life is kind of stressful and um especially just yeah. the state of the world right now is, is rough. So I have to ask you, what do you do to decompress and to like center yourself and just to feel good again? Oh, oh my gosh. What do I do? And I will say, I, I'm really lucky to be able to do the work that I do and have impact that I have, but all day, every day, I'm having conversations like this mm-hmm. and it, it's hard. It's, it, emotionally and physically, it's really, really difficult. And um, starting a company isn't easy. And so I think over the past couple of years, I've, I've learned some extreme ways to think about taking care of myself. So I meditate and I run and I'm trying now to read every day after work for a few minutes, just to unplug myself a little bit better. I love spending time with people who bring me joy and honestly, just being in the sun. Like, I think I just need to photosynthesize sometimes. Same. Same. And, and I realize that my kids are like that too. My, my little, the little ones will like curl up in a ball, like where the sun comes in the morning, like right where the sun hits like them. Like a cat. Like, yes, exactly. I'm like, I have two cats. They're like, we're just getting some sun. I was like, you know what? I love it. Get some sun. Yes. But I agree with you. Um, did you see yourself like five or 10 years ago? Did you imagine that you'd be starting a company like this or a company in general? Um, it's funny, you know, a couple of years ago, I turned to my partner and I was like, isn't it so crazy that I'm doing this? Who would have thought? And he's like, Cynthia, like, obviously you're doing this because my whole life, I think one of two things have happened. Anything I've done, I like to be in charge. I like to like be able to control destiny and be able to like affect change and like you know, my college dance group and the band and whatever other things that I did in my life, the debate club, student government, right? Like anything that I'd ever done growing up, I would love to be in charge. And then this other really interesting thing that he astutely pointed out was that every time I would get stressed in a job in my previous life, I would start some project that I thought maybe could be a business. I had a pickling phase, which was kind of weird. <laughs> and I think it was always my escape. And I don't think I realized it was something I always knew I wanted to run a company. I never really knew if I wanted to start a company. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I met Jamie and we just loved working together at our last startup that we were at. And um, I think there's some things that would surprise me, mostly the state of the world 10 years ago, but I think that I have always been really passionate about giving women control and creating better consumer experiences for women. And then in the past couple of years, I actually have been dealing with a lot of my own very complicated health issues myself. Mm -hmm. And I think through that have realized the value of both health and care and how our system really provides us neither. And so I think it's probably natural, but it might've surprised me, but definitely not the people in my life. (laughs) Uh, I love that. What what I love about your story is that it came from not necessarily just an opportunity, but it came from like a real need, like a personal need. Um, I feel like now I am able to like tell, um, is this something that's actually like heart-centered in a way? And yours Mm -hmm. clearly is. And and I appreciate that because 
you guys are the real change makers because it's not just about, I don't know, being in leadership per se, but it's like, you see an actual need, not for yourself only, but for like your greater community. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. And I definitely think it's also like the responsibility that comes with that, not just as a leader of sticks, but as building like a leading women's wellness company and a women's health company, like we as a company have a responsibility to our community to do something and say something. And I hope that everybody, all the other folks out there start to do that too. Yeah. Yeah. What is something that you learned about yourself in your journey um, as a co-founder of Sticks? Oh my gosh. Uh, about a million things, yeah. I would say. Um I think I'm a lot more of a workaholic than I ever thought I was, for (laughs) sure. Um, I think I learned through this experience, I think that this is a big one, is my resilience. Um, Being a founder of a venture-backed startup, being a young woman selling products to women, I have, we have faced a lot of no's in the past couple of years. Yeah. No's from retailers and no's from investors and no's from potential employees, good no's all around. Yeah. And I had never dealt with serious rejection, honestly, in my life. And I definitely never dealt with rejection at that scale and that magnitude and of that importance. But I learned to kind of what you were asking before, like to just keep going and to have conviction in what we were doing. And in myself and Jamie and the team we built around us, and I had no idea I was that strong. Um, so you mentioned that you like to read. So I am trying to get back into reading. That used to be my my hobby, read a ton of books a week. So if there was a book that you recommend oh to the audience um, about anything at all, um, it could be entrepreneurial, it could be about um, vaginal wellness, all that good stuff, or nonfiction, fiction, whatever. What would it be? That's any book. All right. I have... Three. Is that Let's okay? Go. Yes. <laughs> okay. The first is my current favorite book. It is fiction and so good. It's like magic realism. And it's all about like, it ends up being kind of about environmental health at the end, which is obviously something I'm passionate about. And it's called, so it's called Mexican Gothic. So good. Okay. The second is this book called um, The Lady's Handbook to Her Mysterious Illness by Sarah Ramsey. It is a memoir slash health book about kind of the the widespread nature that exists of these mysterious illnesses, especially in women. I mentioned before, I've dealt with a lot of crazy health stuff myself. Mm-hmm. And this book really helped me figure out how to get the right kind of treatments and the right kind of care. It really saved my life in a lot of ways. But mm-hmm. I think it's also just such an interesting view of our medical system. And then the third is if you need a good cry, which sometimes you need a book for a good cry. Absolutely. It's the memoir. Yeah. The memoir crying in H Mart. Oh, all right. So I will link all those down below in the show notes. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, I'm also going to link um, sticks as well as the Restart Donation Bank, specifically that page. So please okay. donate, um, share with a friend that they can donate, or if you know somebody who needs um, some support, refer them to that site. Um, thank you so much. We're Cindy. here for you all. <laughs> thank you so much. This was important, an important conversation to have. I'm really glad we did it. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Be Well Sis podcast. For more information on anything discussed in this episode, please see the show notes and or visit www.bewellsispodcast.com. Oh, and don't forget to leave a five-star rating on Apple. Until next time, 
Be well, sis.